Welcome to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God, presented to you from the Kodesh, Lighthouse Chapel International. This great teaching provides clear and straightforward answers for anyone desiring to walk according to the Word of God. Enjoy some of the most comprehensive and down-to-earth teachings as taught at the Lighthouse Chapel International. Somebody, why don't you give the Lord a shout? Our God deserves all the honor and all the praise. Amen. The heavens declare the glory of God, the works of His hand. Speak of his love In the day after a day In nature responds With shouts of joy for praise To the Lord of all So let the earth join creation song And when one voice You came down from the sky, willing to serve and willing to die. In no greater love there's ever been for all men you gave. Your life for our sins, righteous in You are Jesus, the Son of God, Son of God. Oh, oh, yeah. Magnify you, glorify you. Somebody, are you are you happy to be in the house of the Lord? Oh yes, let me see you raise your hand and then give the Lord a shout. Indeed, He deserves all the glory and all the honor. He is our God, He is our creator. Amen. Oh yes.
no lo oye. someone here when he preaches the word of God I can assure you that it is nutritional spiritual food stand to your feet and let us welcome our pastor Bishop Eddie Faber every praise is to our God every word of worship we want accord every praise every praise is to our together for Jesus. Amen. Amen. Are you excited to be here tonight? Yes. Remember Friday recovery night you may scream all night. Prayer meeting. So we'll be here to recover all that the enemy has stolen. And then Sunday is celebration Sunday. So we are coming in our month of bed t-shirts And um, we'll have the service, it's going to be powerful Then in the evening, we will have the gathering service as well Amen It's going to be an awesome time of miracles and blessings So make sure that you are here, amen 
Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much for tonight. What a blessing it is to be in your presence. We ask, oh God, that your spirit will be with us. Strengthen us. I pray for anyone who is weak. May they receive new strength in the name of Jesus Christ. May we not live here the same. We bless you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Please be seated. And please turn with me to Ephesians chapter 6. Amen. I want to continue from where I left off last week. We started talking about uh, don't give up your source of power. And um, I think chapter 42 of the art of leadership by Bishop Dagwood Mills. So Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10, if we can all read it together from verse 10 to verse 18, read it, disturb everybody apart from yourself. Ready, go. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, Stand therefore, having your loins get about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Amen. So um, we started last week talking about don't give up your source of power because the power that you have is what keeps you going and keeps you strong. And we talked about the fact that everyone has their own source of power. People have places they go to for power. I tell you, go to all sorts of places. And that is what they depend on and that's what they rely on. But for us as Christians... Our source, of, our source of power is in the Lord. So the Bible says that be strong in the Lord. Not in um, your money, not in your beauty, not in your fame, not in um, your uncle or your husband. But be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So everything has to be in the Lord. And we were looking at how the enemy will want to move you away from focusing 
on the Lord or in the Lord and put your mind on something else. And we see how sometimes even in the church, the instrumentalists, the singers and all that will want to go to the world and see how they do things because we feel that, oh, we can get it better from them. But our strength is not in these things. Our strength is in the Lord. Hallelujah. And um, the devil will make sure that he will take your mind off it because he knows that when we are in that place of strength and power, he cannot stand. Yeah. The Bible says that you will stand in the evil day and you'll be able to overcome the enemy, the principalities, the powers, the rulers of the darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness in high places, you can deal with all of them when your power is in the Lord. May your power be in the Lord. If your power is in something else, you can't deal with these principalities and powers. I tell you, they, they, they are very strong. It's only when your strength or your power is in the Lord. You see, and um, we also looked at the fact that the devil did it to even Jesus. He tried to make him move away from his source of power. He said, don't go to the cross. Just stay. He said, get thee behind me, Satan. Because Satan knew that if he went to the cross, that was it. I'm done for. So, so no, don't go. Don't go. Don't die. Be here. But Jesus said, I must go to the cross. Because he knew that that was where his source of power was. Hallelujah. May you not give up your source of power. But we saw Samson. (laughs) He couldn't handle it. He couldn't handle it. Yeah. We will be saying now we are free, but we will be good. So he had played around with all sorts of people. Then he went to a place. Is it Sorek or Sorek? Hey, Sorek Pepe, you are joking with. It will Pepe you be at. He met a lady called Delilah. Hey! She peppered him. So all the things that he <laughs> all she wanted was his source of power. So what makes you strong the way you are? So this, that he was just joking around. But at the last minute, he released the filler. He said, this one there, if you do it, I will become like an ordinary man. So the woman was telling him that I want to know so that we can bind you, we can afflict you. (laughs) Still, he couldn't see. Hey, but something got to that place because he had given up his source of power. And today, based on the scripture we read, we are going to look at seven sources of power. Seven sources of power that we have as believers, and uh, I'm sure that it's going to help us to be strong in the Lord. From today, the devil will not get you again. Some of you we are laughing at something, but you remember you too. 
He had been there before. <laughs> you have your Sorek where you fell. So, seven sources of power. Ephesians 6, 13. We see the first one there. It says that, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand in the evil day, having done all to stand. Verse 14. He said, Stand therefore having your loins get about with truth. So your first source of power is truth. Yes. That's your, yes, truthfulness. So don't give up truthfulness. The belt of truth is very important. The devil will tell you, oh, I mean, there's nothing. I mean, you can choose to speak a lie or whatever. Everybody lies. So it's not a problem. He is trying to steal your source of power. And the devil, he knows that when we flow in the truth, he cannot handle it at all. Yeah. So don't let the devil steal that source of power. You may not think it's important, but it's very important. Hallelujah. The first thing you have to do with truth, you see, because the Bible describes it as a belt. So, it's the thing that is holding your clothes and everything together. As soon as you lose it, all your clothes will be coming, your bottom, bottom, everything will be showing as you are moving. Yeah. It's something that when you give up on, you will be disgraced. Yeah. So, don't give up on truth. So the first thing you need to do with truth is that you must know the truth. Know the truth. John chapter 8 and verse 32. The Bible says that, And you shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. Yeah. Now, this truth that the enemy will tell you that it doesn't matter, you can just live your life in it. It is that thing that will set you free. Yeah. You need to know the truth. A lot of people move around. We, we don't seem to know the truth. Yeah. When it comes to relationship with uh, somebody who is an unbeliever, what do you know? Sometimes we decide that we don't even want to know it, but it's there. The truth was that Samson was not supposed to be moving with an unbeliever. Do you know it? Sometimes you whether Christians know the truth. And the devil is happy when we are ignorant. When we don't know, that is where his strength is. When you go to Europe, I mean, there are a lot of things they seem to be ignorant of when it comes to spiritual things. So the devil is very happy there. Very, very happy. You see? But we, knowledge abounds here. We need to tap into the knowledge and know the truth. Because your knowledge of the truth is power. It's power. It's power. You have no idea. 
The things you know, it makes the devil be afraid of you. When he comes to the church, he looks at the people who are bereft of knowledge. And those are the people he will attack. There are some people, he looks at them, these people, they are full of knowledge. Let me not go near them. But there are people who are bereft of knowledge. They, they have made up their mind that they will not know anything. So you come to church, but you don't know anything in the word. You don't have knowledge of the truth. Yeah. What do you do when you are broke and there is money? (laughs) What do you do? I mean, the Bible is full of knowledge, truth that you must know. But the devil will not want you to know it. Yeah. Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 15. The Bible says that. But steady to show yourself. Approved of God. A workman that needed not to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. You will not steady to know it. So in the day of your whatever, the evil day when the truth must be there to help you, you can't rightly divide it and you'll be ashamed. And that's what happened to Samson. So our knowledge of the truth is so important, church. We need to know it. A lot of people love to shout, Sometimes we come to church, hey, hey, when we go back, we ask, so what did they preach today? Oh, they said, Uri Mekodia, Uri Mekodia, but. <laughs> that was not the main thing at all. Second Timothy chapter 3. He talks about a certain group of people that will be coming in the last days. And I think in verse 5, he said that, 2 Timothy 3, 5, he says that they will have a form of godliness. A form. But they will deny the power thereof. They come to church, they, they enjoy the, and he prays them, hallelujah, mercy. Uh, it's a good policy. Yeah, they like this type of thing. When we see them, it's like, yeah. Boom, that, this, that, that. Yeah, they have a form. But they deny the power. The thing that makes them strong, they deny that one. <laughs> so the Bible says that from such turn away. Then he said, he continues to describe them. He said, for of this sort are they which creep into houses and they lead captive silly women laden with sins led away with diverse lives. Some women too, they are silly. You see a brother bereft of knowledge, then you are following him. That is why in this church we are looking for certificated brothers. If the brother is not certificated, don't marry that brother. Ask him, have you gone to school of apologetics? Have you gone for school of solid foundation? Have you gone for school of victorious living? Have you gone for school of evangelism? Have you gone for school of... Um... Where 
at the certificate. Let me see the certificate, brother. Have you gone for school of evangelism? Show me your certificate before I say yes. No certification, no yes. At least seven certificates in the church. Highly certificated brother. A brother full of knowledge. Sisters, don't just follow any brother. The devil will use that one to come and take you away. See, a sister has become some way. She needs refreshing. Because she has ignored the truth. That she met this brother, she was going to marry a Muslim. It's that she is bereft of the truth, she doesn't know anything about it. I said, ah, What are you basing this thing on that you are going to marry this brother? So, uh, uh, he, he said to me that, um, First of all, I found out that the man was already married. Which is normal for a Muslim who is here. Then the second thing was, they said the man told her, so, so have you realized that you are going to become a second wife? She said, oh, the man told her that he is the one marrying her. So in his religion, they are allowed to marry two. But she is not the one, so she actually is marrying one. Yeah. I don't believe it. And, and, and she believed it. She believed it. Silly, silly, silly ladies. Put that in there. Silly sisters. Or what did he say? Silly women. I haven't mentioned your name. So if you say we came to church, they were calling us silly. I didn't. Yeah. And when we say don't be silly too, it's also not an insult. It's an advice. We we heard it from somebody in the church. It's an advice. Don't be silly. So are you insulting me? I'm not insulting you. I'm just advising you. Don't be silly. Then he said in verse 7, he said, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. You have come. They are, you are here all the time, but you never grow in your knowledge. Ever learning, always coming around, coming, coming, but we don't see the thing in your life. Hey. So you need to know the truth. That truth alone will make you free. Yeah. Yeah. What truth do you know about when you are depressed? What to do? What truth do you know about that? Yeah. If there's a delay, you are believing God for something, there's a delay. What truth do you have that will help you? Yeah. When you are feeling lonely, as a sister, you are feeling lonely in your house. I'm lonely. Ah. Ah. What is the truth about that loneliness that you need to know? Is it that you should find a brother to quench your loneliness? 
truth is there. But once you don't know it, the devil will capitalize on it and, and, and get you. Hey. Ask the next person, what do you know about being lonely? Especially the sisters. <laughs> Samson seemed to be totally ignorant. As he was there, bereft of what was happening. The way the sister was pulling his hair. and He was totally bereft of what was happening. Yeah. What else must you do with the, do with the truth? You must abide in the truth. Or walk in the truth. Abide in it. Dwell in it. Hey. You see, the nature of the devil is such that he cannot abide in truth. Yeah. John chapter 8, look at it. And verse 44. It, it's like fish on land. It cannot survive. It's, the devil is like that. Once you have the truth, he cannot survive around the truth. Yeah, you must always have the truth. You must always have it. Have it. Have it. He said, ye are of your father the devil. And the last of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning. And what? And what? Oh, I didn't hear you. And what? No, I'm asking you to read it so you don't go back home and say they said they will be seen, will be seen. We, we are talking about truth. Read it again. And what? He abode not in the truth. In other words, he cannot stay in the truth. There is nowhere you can find a devil in truth. When there's truth, the devil cannot be there. <laughs> He abode not. He cannot survive. Once truth is around, the devil is not there. He abode not. So, if you want to deal with the devil, find some truth and hide inside the truth. Live your life inside that truth. Oh, I don't know whether I'm speaking to somebody. And the reason why I'm saying abide in it is because it's one thing knowing it and it's another thing living it. Because a lot of people do know things. But when the time comes for you to apply the thing you know, ah, sir, the way it is now, no. Because something he knew, he knew that he was not supposed to fellowship with all those people. But he still decided to abide in the lie and not the truth. That was the result. <laughs> James chapter 1 verse 25. He said, But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, <laughs> this man shall be blessed. 
the word, the truth is like a mirror. When you look inside, you see yourself inside. It will be facing you like this. The truth, when you look in the mirror, some people wonder, the mirror is not correct. It's correct, it's your face. That's how your face is. Now, this mirror is making me too big. Yeah. I want another mirror. It is you. <laughs> Sometimes some people take pictures. When they bring the picture, I say, no, I don't like this. not me. I don't like the picture. <laughs> I won't pay for it. It's not me. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continue therein, not being a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, he shall be blessed. So after you have heard the truth, do it. Walk in it. Walk in it. That is how you overcome the devil. A lot of people know the truth, but they don't walk in it. So the devil is very happy that you don't walk in the truth. I mean, when you come to church, it's not a problem for him because he knows that whatever you hear, you will not apply it. You will forget. Forgetful hearer. When you live here, by the time you reach Alize's place. So what did they preach today in church? Uh, They were saying truth, truth to be truth. Truth, but I don't know truth. They say mirror. When you look in the mirror, you don't see yourself well. But me, when I look in the mirror, I see myself well. Look at that. You have become a forgetful hearer. You have forgotten all that was preached here. Oh, the devil likes you too much. He will face you. He will torment you. You have given up your source of power. That knowledge is power. But you have given it up because you have forgotten. So the devil is having a field day over your life. Church is quiet. Third John, verse 3. We all know Third John 2. I wish above all things, that one there, yeah, memorize it, that you will prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospered. That one there, yeah. you know it. But verse 3. Verse 3 says that, For I rejoice greatly when the brethren... And they testified of the truth that is in you, even as thou walkest in the truth. The testimony that they brought is that this guy walks in the truth. The thing that he hears, he walks in it. He doesn't just hear it and go back home. He is not just a sister who comes to church and hears the preaching about how to relate with somebody, the, 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 an unbeliever, and she just forgets. Because she has seen fried rice. When Samson saw the lady with her body and from Sorek and her body and the figure and Delilah, 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 Samson forgot everything. Hey! Delightful Delilah. Then he forgot. That was the end of Samson. <laughs> Verse 4, he said, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. 
There is nothing that makes me happy. Every pastor, that is our desire to see that the people are walking in the truth that we are preaching. That is what makes us happy. That is what makes us happy. Once you are walking in it, we are happy. But you find that people here, here, here. The reason why you have two ears is not that you listen with one and let it escape through the other one. It's not entry and exit. It's so that you will hear it double. What is the third thing you must do with the truth? You must speak the truth. So number one, you must what? Know the truth. Number two, you must do what? You must abide in the truth. And number three, you must do what? Speak the truth. Oh yeah. Because the Bible says, we read that scripture. Let's read it again. John 8, 44. John 8, 44. He said, You are of your father the devil, and the last of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth. Look at that. Because there's no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. So when you don't speak the truth and you speak lies, you have become a child of the devil or his son-in-law. <laughs> Father's Day, you'll be sending the devil because he is the father of all lies. So, as soon as you speak lies, you join his team, his soccer team, and it's easy for him to play around with you. Yeah, you are a midfielder, you lie, number one. He will speak lies. He, he doesn't speak the truth. He will only speak lies. And every day he will tell you something. He will tell you that you are this. You are a failure. You never do well. You are this and that. And because you don't know the truth in the word of God. When you hear this one, you become sad. You become depressed. I'm not nice. I'm not beautiful. I, I, I'm a failure. I can never make it. Because you don't know the truth. A lot of the depression and all the this thing we are finding ourselves is because we don't know the truth. We are not abiding in the truth. But the Bible says in Philippians 4 verse 8, he says that, Finally, my brethren, finally, as I have said everything, finally, my brethren, whatsoever things are true. Whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. So what the Bible is saying is that when you begin to hear certain things, 
judge pass it through the knowledge that you have of the truth and ask yourself this one is it part of the truth if it's not discard it let's say you are a failure but is that what the truth says the truth says that you shall be the head and not the tail the truth says that you shall be above and not beneath the truth says that the righteous will fall seven times but he rises up again oh I don't know whether I'm speaking to somebody here he says that you are not beautiful look at your face like a kakabotobi is it? Yeah, it's true. I'm looking like Akamotobi. But what does the truth say about you? The truth says that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The people who know the truth, David said, and my soul knows that right well. So the devil cannot come and mess around with me. He cannot make me feel some way. Pass it through. Whatsoever things are true. Is it true? This thing that they are saying, is it true? Is it true that you will never make it in life? Oh, it's not true at all. <laughs> is it true? That thing that has made you so depressed and sad. The question is, is it true? But when you don't know what is even the truth, you will not know whether it's true or not. <laughs> Yeah. He said, me, I'll never marry. And the devil will be whispering to you, this is your family. Nobody ever marries in this family. So that is going to be your lot. You will also not marry. But the truth will say that a thousand may fall by my left hand and ten thousand by my right hand. But it shall not come down my dwelling. That's the truth. Only with my eye I will behold the reward of the wicked. It is your source of power. Don't give up on your source of power. Don't give it up. So, eh, me, I'm going to be poor the rest of my days. Is that the truth? I said, is that the truth? The truth says that a cattle on a thousand hill, it belongs to the Lord. Silver and gold, it belongs to the Lord. That's the truth. Yeah. It says he wishes above all things that you will prosper. Oh, that's the truth. When they say you are not going to prosper, say, my, my father wishes above all things that I will prosper. It's the truth. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 15. The Bible says that, but speaking the truth in love, it said, ye grow up into him in all things. We grow up when we have the truth. And when the truth is spoken to us, it helps us to grow. Yeah. What I'm doing now, I'm speaking the truth to you. I'm speaking the truth to you in love. And you must receive it. 
And you must desire that when you come to church, you will hear the truth. Because a lot of churches today, they are not telling the truth. But speaking the truth in love. When you come every time we speak the truth to you, I'm telling you the truth. Oh yeah. If you don't take it, you will become like Samson. It's the truth I'm telling you. If you're a lady, the opposite of Samson. As you are there in your dress and everything is gone. You have become like an ordinary sister. And when they are telling you the truth, to receive the truth. Receive it because it's going to help you. It, will, it is your source of power. Yeah. <laughs> Some people don't like it when they tell them the truth. But it will be good for you. When you hear that, it's not easy to take it, but you have to take it. Yeah. Sometimes you are there with your wife, she will tell you something you don't like. Yeah. And the archbishop said he was in a service and the man of God was preaching the truth. Preaching the truth. He sat there as he listened. He said, My flesh don't like this message. My flesh don't like because when the truth is coming, it's not easy. Your flesh will not like it, but it's your source of power. Once you know the truth, the truth will make you free. My flesh don't like this message. <laughs> because the truth is very hard. Yeah, but it's what will help. But in fact, I realized that even the best thing will be that you yourself will speak yourself it's the best bible says that he that is spiritual is not judged by any man but he judges himself pick the word because when they take you then you are angry you have made your face like a midnight star so since you are the type who doesn't like that the truth will be told you then you yourself take the truth and speak it to yourself. Tell yourself that, Charlie. Oh, Joe, I'm, I'm, la- I'm a lazy boy. I'm very lazy. I sleep too much. Because yeah. when you come to church and we tell you a little folding of the arm, then your poverty will come, then you are angry. Your flesh don't like the message. So you yourself take the message. Sometimes when you get the podcast and you are inside your house and Bishop is preaching... Like a, the truth is, what do you mean? This one is my own. Let me receive it. Let me speak it to myself. Direct, direct. And if you can take the truth and apply it, it will be a great source of power. May you not give up your source of power. Amen. Number two, let me just see if I can add one more, two more, then we close because we can't do all the seven. It's too much. Number two. I've just done truth. The next one is what? And having on the breastplate (laughs) of righteousness. Now, what is righteousness? Righteousness is just a right standing with God. Or living right. I mean, just living right. That's all. Living right. 
It's a source of power. The devil will tell you, living right, it doesn't do anything to you. It's a lie. So you can live your life anyhow. Live your life anyhow. That is where you are going to die. Very dangerous. The devil made something believe that he could live his life anyhow. He was sleeping with any sister that he met. He will go to uh, wherever he will go and meet somebody who will sleep with Gaza and go and fire over there. Go to Sorek, fire there. I mean, live your life anyhow. Oh, any brother who comes, no problem. You can just flow with the brother. I mean, Everywhere you go, you just express yourself. And you see a brother, a brother is just living his life anyhow, without any fear for God. You are giving up your source of power, but you don't know. And the devil is very happy. You see, why breastplate? Because it covers very vital areas. Of your body. The breast area is where your heart is. Yeah. Today's dressing, if the soldiers were dressing, would be bulletproof vests. That's the breastplate of righteousness. Because your heart is a very sensitive and delicate place. When they shoot your heart, pow! So the devil is aiming for your heart. He's looking at your heart. That is the place he's looking for. He wants to get it. So when you wear righteousness as a breastplate, it protects your heart. The devil cannot get your heart. Yeah. Yeah. That's what the Bible says. Guard your heart with all diligence. Guard it. Because the devil is looking for your heart. If he can get your heart, he has gotten the whole body. Yeah. The heart is the center of everything. Yeah. That's what the Bible says. If you can believe with your heart. Once your heart goes, every part is gone. So the devil is aiming for your heart. And the way he can get to your heart is when you live unrighteously. And your heart is exposed. <laughs> Holiness is still right. Oh. I heard a song. That was the title of the song. Holiness is still right. Yeah, people are singing songs like that. First John chapter 3. Verse 20. Look at why the devil is aiming at your heart. He said. For if our heart. Condemn us. God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then we have confidence towards God. The devil knows that if your heart begins to condemn you, that's it. You don't have any confidence towards some way. Then he begins to get you. So a lot of people, we are not strong because our heart is condemning us. Because we are living in sin. There are two kinds of righteousness. 
The first kind of righteousness is the one that is imputed on us. Yeah. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 20. The Bible says, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us. You see, even as I'm speaking here, there are some people who are interested in writing what I'm saying. Some people, they will not write anything. So by the time we leave here, when you ask them, what, what did we talk about? They, they, they will tell you, Sorek. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just watching. There are people who are very interested. They want to know the truth. But there are some people who are not interested. It's your source of power. No, we are coming to church. We are writing me. I can't be writing. I can't be writing. Sit there. But God made him who had no sin to be sin for us. Yeah. That we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So he took our place. He was righteous. We were sinners. But he took our place. So we came to take his place. Where he was was righteousness. Where we were was a place of sin. So he said, you be here and I will go here. So when God looks at us, he doesn't see us as sinners. He sees us as righteous people. Because he has taken our place. And he gave his place to us. That is one, they say, so as soon as you become born again, that thing is imputed on you straight away. You become righteous. But it doesn't mean that you should just be there. Because the Bible says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. So continue walking in righteousness. Because the devil knows that once you stay there, your heart will begin to condemn you. You will be thinking evil thoughts. You will be doing deep things that are not good. That's it. Even though the Bible says that all our righteousness are like filthy rags before him. Isaiah 64 verse 6. In Romans 3.10, the Bible says that there is none righteous. No, not one. Still, we also have a part to play. 2 Corinthians 7.1 It said, therefore, having these promises, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh, perfecting holiness in the fear of the Lord. Hey, your flesh don't like this message, you see. But as for righteousness, it is there. It, there's, there's a big righteousness. It's like in biology, we used to learn something called dominant gene and recessive gene. Modimbo. Yeah, so the, the gene that is dominant in the body, that's what shows. So there's the genotype and then there's the phenotype. So the phenotype is what shows on the outside. But the genotype is what is there inside. But there are some, some genes that are recessive. When they are there, they cannot manifest when the other one is there. They need another of their type. 
to be there. So our, our righteousness, it is a recessive righteousness, small. So if we add the dominant righteousness, it covers our small recessive righteousness. So when you look at us, you only see the righteousness of God. You are phenotypically righteous. Put your hands together for Jesus. But if you continue in your sin and you ignore that righteousness, then you don't become righteous anymore. You don't have anything that covers you. You don't have any protection from God. And so the enemy is able to attack you. Why do we have to walk in righteousness? Number one, it will keep our hearts pure from sin. Yeah. Yeah. That you are not condemned. When you are condemned, you are not strong. Yeah. David always prayed. Psalm 139, verse 23, 24. He said, search me, O Lord. And know my heart. Try me. Know my way. See if there be any wicked way in me. Lead me in the way everlasting. Number two, when you put on righteousness, it will bring you into a right relationship with God. Yeah. You have a right relationship. Adam and Eve could no longer stay in God's presence because... They were no longer righteous. They were no longer righteous. Samson lost it. Bible says that he got up thinking that God was with him. The spirit of God was with him. But Bible says he wished not that the spirit of God had departed from him. As soon as you begin to live unrighteous life and you are living anyhow, the spirit of God will depart. Because from time to time, he will be prompting you. He will be prompting you. But the Bible says that the Spirit of God will not struggle with us forever. After some time, you are still bent on doing whatever you want to do. The Spirit of God. Something kept doing it. Doing it at a point. Now you have gone too far. The Spirit of God just left. That's when the devil attacked. His eyes were taken out. Number three, when you put on righteousness, it gives you boldness and confidence. Yeah. Oh. I'm so blessed. I don't know about you. I'm so blessed. Proverbs chapter 28 verse 1. You are knowing the truth, oh. It's your source of power. He said, The wicked flee when no man pursue it. There used to be a song like that. Running away, nobody tired, no do. 
Keke kabobo. He sang that unyamiyo. Running away, nobody, tarnodo. So the wicked flee it when no man, tarnodo. When you are not confident, you always run away. When nothing is happening, you are even running away. But the Bible says that, but the righteous, the righteous are as bold as a lion. So when they are righteous, because you are having right standing with God, you have the covering of the, the, the dominant righteousness over you. There is a way you walk. It's not that you are righteous, but you have a covering over you. The enemy cannot attack you. He's afraid of you. So the Bible says that let us come therefore boldly to the throne of grace. You are able to come boldly to the presence of God. Confidence, confidence. He said if our heart condemn us not, then we have confidence with God. So it helps even, you see, our Christian work is all about confidence. Yeah. To cast out demons. If you are not confident, you are not bold. You will just be looking at the thing and say, hey, you know what? Yeah. This one is not for me. A man of God, he said he was praying for some people. And then they brought some sick man with some big saw. When he saw the saw, he just moved this way. He said, let me pray for these guys. But this one. <laughs> It takes boldness and confidence to do certain things. If you are not bold, you will not do it. Pray for the sick. Brother, confidence. So the enemy will take away your confidence. The Bible says, I cast not therefore away your confidence, which has a great recompense of reward for you. Don't cast it away. You need that confidence. But without righteousness you are not confident anymore may the Lord help you I see people who are bold may you put on righteousness if you are born again you put, put on righteousness another thing you must be doing always be confessing your sins don't assume that you are holy you are okay First John 1 8. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But every day, confess, Father, forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive me. Oh, may you be as bold as a lion. Amen. May you be confident that the enemy cannot mess around with you. May the Lord help you to overcome. Living a holy life. Prepare to suffer for righteousness sake. Like Joseph. That they will give me scholarship. Or whatever. But still. I want to live righteously. May the Lord help us. Stand to your feet.
just lift up your hands and just begin to talk to God. Talk to God. Yes. Yes. Are you ignorant? Beret of the truth. Which area affects you? Are you one who doesn't know the word? Ever learning but never coming to the knowledge of the truth? Are you the type? Who is just living your life anyhow? That is why the enemy is having his way in your life. Talk to God. Talk to God. Talk to God. I want to walk in righteousness. I want to walk in holiness. Oh, yes. Pray. Pray. Talk to God. Yes. God is calling people to a life of holiness. A life of righteousness. Rise standing with God. Put on the breastplate of righteousness. Yes. The enemy is aiming at your heart. If your heart condemns you not. Oh yes. Pray. Talk to God. Talk to God. Talk to God. Oh Jesus. Thank you, Lord. A rise standing, a rise standing, a rise standing. Korea sande de broshina pari andele bonama. Koda ba 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 sata pari andele broshana Oh yes, Lord. Makata ba shat pari andele bromasanda bayana. Purify my heart, let it be as gold and precious silver, purify. Tonight, every head bowed, all eyes closed. Maybe somebody invited you to church, but you're not born again. 
if you're not born again you don't have righteousness imputed on you yet you need to surrender your life to Jesus so that righteousness can be imputed on you today every head bowed all eyes closed you want to say pastor pray with me I want to surrender my life to Jesus if you're here like that wherever you are just lift up your right hand you want to surrender your life to Jesus I'm going to pray with you just lift up your right hand let it go up above your head let your hand go up above your head God bless you let it go up God bless you God bless you God bless you if you have lifted up your hand do one more thing move out of your seat and come let's pray if you lifted up your hand come let's pray come all the way come all the way God bless you. What's your name? Bright. Righty. Wow. I haven't heard it before. And you are Samuel. Please lift up your two hands. Let's pray. Repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus. Today, I thank you for shedding your blood. Wash away my sins. Please forgive me all my sins. Come into my heart and be the Lord of my life. Please write my name in the Lamb's book of life. From today, I am yours and you are mine. Say, Satan. From today, I will no longer follow you. I belong to Jesus and I will serve Jesus. Thank you, Father, for saving me. Amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you. You see our pastor waving his hand over there. He's going to talk to you. Come back and join us, okay? Please clap for them as they go. We believe you have been blessed by this powerful teaching from the Kodesh, Lighthouse Chapel International. For further inquiries, please call 030-7010-444. That's 030-7010-444. God richly bless you.